Then the Lord called to Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. So he went down and lay down. And the Lord called again Samuel, and Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not, net, did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the young man. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant hears. This is the word of the Lord. Yes, it is. And it's usually where we end this story. But let's go on. Read verses 11 to 15, please, Ryan. The Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. And I declare to him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Therefore I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay until morning, then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. Note that the focus of these verses is on God. I am about to, Yahweh says, then their ears will tingle, which means that they will be aghast at what is about to happen. Why? Because God is fulfilling his word. Yes, there will be judgment, but more specifically, God will be fulfilling his word of judgment. Yes, finally the question will be answered, where is God? Remember that verse 1 said that the word of the Lord was rare? literally not spread about in those days? Finally, it will be known, will God keep his word? And perhaps also, is there justice after all? Will God's will finally be done? Will wickedness be, pu will, will wickedness be punished? These were the questions of the day. And they're questions we often ask as well. When will God reveal himself to be who he said he truly is? These are the questions of God's people. But let's go on to verses 16 to 18. Read them, please. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he said, Here I am. And Eli said, What was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you, and more also, if you hide anything from me, all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything, and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. These are difficult verses, 
and we cannot tarry here, but note the response of the old man, Eli. It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. The proper response. The response of God's people, even when lying under the righteous hand of God. And we go on to verses 19 through 21. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Notice that last verse. The Lord appeared again at Shiloh because he revealed himself to Samuel by the word of the Lord. What constituted God's appearing again at Shiloh? The revelation of God's person specifically through his word. And thus it has always been. John the Baptist revealed our Lord, our God, through the preaching of the Word. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, revealed the Father to us through the preaching of the Word. St. Paul revealed God to those whom he served and to those of later generations using his phrase, words not taught by the wisdom of man, but with words taught by God's Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And the core of our ministries is based on that very word. This is why 1 Corinthians 10, 11 is so important for us even to this day. Paul says, all these things, including, I would say, Samuel's interaction with the Lord. All these things happened to them, to the people of the Old Covenant, typologically, and were written down for our instruction upon whom the ends of the ages have already come. Yes, we are in the New Covenant. Yes, we, through baptism, possess the Holy Spirit, the down payment and assurance of the age to come. Yes, the coming of the age to come and the blessings of the end time in Christ have brought new and special revelations. But here is the foundation. Here is the baseline. Here is the essential way our God deals with his people. The same God acting in the same way for the same purposes through the medium of his word. Indeed, this fact is made clear in the gospel for this church year, the gospel for series B, the gospel of St. Mark in which our Lord's word, his promises to suffer, to die, to rise again on the third day, not to mention that his disciples would meet resistance when they go to get the donkey for his entry into Jerusalem, and that they would meet a man carrying a water jar when they go to prepare the Passover later in the week. These words, these promises are ever sure for they truly do come to pass, even as does our Lord's further and final word, 
After I have arisen, I will go before you into Galilee, which more than suffices for the non-appearance in the second gospel of our resurrected Lord. It is through his word, then, that the person and purposes of God are revealed to us, both now in this epiphany season and throughout our earthly life. Lord, keep us steadfast in your word so that our response in every phase and in every facet of life may be in the words of the young man Samuel, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears you. Amen. Jesus said, For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Jesus said, If I alone bear witness about, test, about myself, my testimony is not deemed true. There is another who bears witness about me, and I know that testimony that he bears about me is true. You sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but is passed from death to life. 